Today's reading is from Luke uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 20. It is John the Baptist preparing the way for the Messiah, Jesus. It was now the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius, the Roman emperor. Pontius Pilate was governor over Judea. Herod Antipas was ruler over Galilee. His brother Philip was ruler over Iteria and Trachonitis. Lysanias was ruler over Abilene. Annas and Caiaphas were the high priests. At this time, a message from God came to John, the son of Zechariah, who was living in the wilderness. Then John went from place to place on both sides of the Jordan River, preaching that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. Isaiah had spoken of John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. The valleys will be filled, and the mountains and the hills will be made level. The curves will be straightened, and the rough places made smooth. And then all people will see the salvation sent from God. When the crowds came to John for baptism, he said, You brood of snakes, who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, we're safe, for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing, for I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. The crowd asked, what should we do? John replied, If you have two shirts, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those who are hungry. Even corrupt tax collectors came to be baptized and asked, Teacher, what should we do? He replied, Collect no more taxes than the government requires. What should we do? asked some soldiers. John replied, don't extort money or make false accusations, and be content with your pay. Everyone was expecting the Messiah to come soon, and they were eager to know whether John might be the Messiah. John answered their question by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I am not even worthy to be his slave and untie the strips of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the chaff with never-ending fire. John used many such warnings as he announced the good news to the people. John also publicly criticized Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, for marrying Herodias, his brother's wife, and for many other wrongs he had done. So Herod put John in prison, adding this sin to his many others. In this reading for today, Rome, you see, um, begins to wield its influence into Palestine. After Herod the Great died, the father of these sons who inherited uh, this kingdom of Judea and divided it up amongst the four of them, after Herod the Great dies 
and his sons divide up this territory, um, they rule as Herods or kings of Judea. And after ruling for 20 years, the first brother, Archelaus, was removed by Rome because of his incompetency and his cruelty. Rome established direct control of Judea through the Roman governors at this point, and they continued to allow Herod the Great's other sons, Herod Antipas and Philip, to continue um, as ruling tetrarchs. Herod Antipas, who married Philip's wife, was eventually deposed by Caligula, the third Roman emperor, after he attempted to uh, regain the title of king of the Galilean region. After Archelaus, after Pilate, Antipas, Philip, and his um, uh, and his other agents of the, of the Roman system, um, let me start that sentence over again. <laughs> after Archelaus, Pilate, Antipas, Philip, and Licinius were all agents of the Roman system. These were the four governors now. And uh, what is unique about this as well is that they were often very untrusting and hostile towards one another. The high priesthood is also largely under Roman control during this time, at least with regards to the appointment of persons into that office of, of priesthood. And um, these priests who were co-opted by Rome, it's not to say that they were not observant to their faith, but they had um, two gods in a sense. Uh, one was their faith and one was the political power of Rome. So John the Baptist receives his prophetic call in the midst of all of this political and religious backdrop. His proclamation is for a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The preaching of repentance and of the forgiveness of sins will become focal to the ministry of Jesus. John's preaching of repentance points beyond itself in verse 6 where we hear that all people shall see the salvation of God. This is the coming fulfillment of God's promise to restore the reign of Israel. John is preparing his hearers for the coming of the Messiah. The wrath which is to come is closely connected with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. The question that is asked after John's preaching of this is what shall we do then? The same question that is asked when Peter finishes his Pentecost sermon and the 3,000 new converts to the faith ask that same question, what shall we do then? It is the critical question, what shall we do? John's response to his hearers who asked that question is to offer clothing and food. These offerings, he said, are fruits that, call, that, um, that collect, um, these are fruits that bear repentance. Um, the offering of clothing and food, the collecting no more taxes than the government requires. Um, not extorting money, um, not making false accusation, not lying, and being content with your pay. These are all fruits that bear repentance. 
This is the proof that you have repented of your sins and turned back to God. The Messiah's baptism of Holy Spirit and fire has new meaning because of John's words. The coming of the Holy Spirit and the tongues of fire at Pentecost are more than just signs of being purified. Israel is also being restored. It is being restored to its prophetic calling and witness to the world. At the very end, John confronts Herod Antipas and his many sins. The preacher of repentance and the proclaimer of the coming Messiah collide with the political authorities of this time. John is preparing the way for Jesus, even in the midst of a Roman political religious backdrop. So there are two aspects of this reading that I want to ask you to consider. One is, what is God saying to me in the context of repentance from John's preaching? What is God saying to me? And then the second question is about the Messiah, the coming Messiah, Jesus. What will it mean for Jesus that John has confronted these political and religious forces? How is John preparing the way for Jesus? Is it to make his path easier or is it to make our path easier? I invite you to reflect on these questions and uh, Listen to what God may be, speak, may be speaking to you in the context of this reading. God bless you and God bless your day.